Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. This is about something that lights your fire when nothing else will. This is the Mark Devine Show. This show, we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous. Transform the nature and functioning of our own brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action. Be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, and get wiser and stronger and grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions and how you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life. Martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. Every episode turns our guest experience into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life filled with compassion and courage. I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to reflect a lot and meditate. There has to be a balance between movement and rest. It all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves. We become a beacon of life for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Divine Show. Hoo-yah. Today's episode brought to you by J.B. Weld. Available, by the way, at jbweld.com. Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advance Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And proudly made in the USA. All right, what are we talking about, man? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Rensport, Rensport reunion coming back next year. Uh, Monterey, you got to get yourself registered. Uh, Ken Block's going to do Pike's Peak. Yeah. And a nice chat you had with uh, Gerritsen. Bob we'll tell Gerritsen. Tell you about who he is. All right. <laughs> First, there's Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Get it on. Got to get it on. The church we going to mandate. Get it on. And welcome to CarCast. Matt McCrawls, Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, over there with some uh, hot car talk <laughs> news. Lots going on. Yeah, that's what we do here. First, a uh, <laughs> few things of uh, personal interest to you, and then a more philosophical discussion on cars. Uh, I think I just saw that a Mustang Cobra 19... 19- I don't know, 95 or something, sold for like 94, 94 grand uh, on Bring a Trailer. Yeah, and probably in 90, it was the 93 Cobra I was I was confused because it teal. Ugh. But it's a, listen, it's, it's, a teal, good, it's kind teal, of a good teal. It's not teal the greenish. Teal and the Cobra is yeah. fine. Teal in the F one fifty is what the fuck? And, why would you? Why do you? Why did you buy little, a truck? If yeah, you it's a little it different. <laughs> yeah, and I was confused because I it sold for ninety four, and then I was like, was it a ninety four? And then I was like, no, ninety four is what it sold for. Yeah, but maybe it was a ninety three. It was ninety three. Yeah, oh, so 93. the ninety three are the ones that have been moving a lot, and it was a very low mile car. Um, I think there was another one with like, I don't know, like. 9,000 miles. That oh, was, it is the know. good teal. It's the yeah. blue. Yeah, it's the blue. Yeah. Yeah. And 
So 9,000 miles, right. Okay. And then- Wait, this is the 9,000 mile one that went for 60. Actually, it was a no sale at 60. And oh, then there's no, the, one with like 35 miles, uh, Chris. That's the expensive it was, one. It was the sale at like 94. Yeah. I remember it's weird. I was looking. I was like, oh, that's, that's blue. That looks pretty nice. But uh, same color, I guess. Yeah. And uh, this one went for 94. So, you know, here we go. A mid-90s Mustang uh, at knocking on the door of 100 grand. You know, a couple of years ago, I know the guy that... That was a 35-mile, not a 35,000-mile? Right, 35 Oh, okay. Mile. That's yeah. the thing. A couple of years ago, uh, people were losing their mind at Barrett-Jackson. Uh, a guy I know bought the 93 Cobra R model for like 120000 Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are like, oh, that's so expensive. They'll never get there. And within no time, it's, it's, it's past that. Now, the one he bought was another one with like 10 miles on it, still wrapped in plastic, mm-hmm. like a true time capsule car. But the, the 93R model, so the, the Cobra, they made 4,993. They made 107 of the R models. And uh, speaking of Fords, we were talking the other day just about, um, I think, the RM Monaco. I think it was RM Monaco auction. And, you know, I've been saying for pretty, pretty long time, I I will say I was early money on this. Um, Before Bring a Trailer had their premiere sales thing with their, you know, probably meant for cars that were a hundred grand. 150 grand plus mm-hmm. i was like why can't why can't you sell a gold wing on bring a trailer and everyone right. was like well because they don't sell gold wings on but you know almost every answer is because they didn't do that before yeah you know what i mean like Until you could say like well, sells, what's right? wrong with <laughs> dipping fries into ranch dressing because yeah. we use ketchup that's why yeah it's like yeah okay but <laughs> doesn't mean people aren't going to be into it that's you right know? until that first fry goes in <laughs> the answer for, you know, bring a trailer, just anything, anything professionally, anything within radio and my whole career is just always because that's not what we do mm-hmm. or what they do, you know. And I've, I always said, I don't get it. it. You know, if you can sell a Bronco or you can sell a Mustang or you can sell a, you know, mid 70s Corvette on bring a trailer, why can't you sell a Goldwing? Right. On bring a trailer. Yeah. Eyeballs are eyeballs. Those buyers are sophisticated. Eh, I was going to say Matt, the motorator, was a little dubious at the beginning. Like, well, at the time. I don't, yeah. eh, I don't know if that's the best place. And I was like, well, look, you're getting hundreds of thousands of looks. You're getting hundreds of thousands of looks. People know what a gold wing is. By the way, when you buy one at auction, you don't get to drive it. <laughs> right. You just look at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at it in person, but you just kind of stand next to it and look at it. And they got, you know, 150 digital photos. Mm-hmm. And you get a pretty good idea what that engine bay looks like, you know. But anyway, uh, then they offered their premiere. I'm calling it premiere, but yeah. I can't yeah, remember what like it is. That. But, uh, and then, then Gold Wings and everything started selling, you know, at at the price that they sold for everywhere else. Because if you have an audience and that audience is looking for a goal wing, that's a fairly small group of people that have, you know, 1.3 million bucks to spend on a car. And those people are savvy. They, they, they can go on the internet and they go on the internet to see the previews of what's going on at 
Amelia Island mm-hmm. in four months or Pebble Beach in nine weeks or whatever it is. They're scouting that stuff out. Then go to bring a trailer and go look at a Gullwing and do it that way. And and I I think you have to label that a pretty unmitigated success um, because now they're selling, you know, McLaren Senna's and, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, four GTs are weekly now. For our, yeah, uh, 05, 06, and 99, 2000, yeah. you know, old and new. And you're seeing uh, Ferrari F40s and stuff on there. Just You're seeing very expensive yeah. cars on there. And so we were talking, Matt and I, about the Ford GT, I think, 2020, that was the carbon fiber edition. And uh, I think it was a no-sale at Monaco at RM for like $965,000 or something. Yeah. It's like a no-sale. And then I said to you, bring a trailer, man. I, I and, and Chris can find this because I think almost simultaneously one yes. moved a carbon – like a, a Ford GT Carbon. Well, I didn't even see the one that moved. What I did is I hopped on, on a, a day later, and there's a Ford GT Carbon, and it was at a million bucks with seven days left. So there you go. And and look, the guy who's buying that car, it's a 500. Oh, it's gone up 1,500 bucks. Eight days left. It's even <laughs> more left, than I it's thought. A, it's an, it's, yeah, it's in an a million, million bucks. Yeah. Uh, 1,500 bucks. All right. A million, one thousand five hundred bucks, and it's five hundred. Okay, so my my point is this. Yeah, I've always said, who's ever buying that car is factoring in the ten percent. <laughs> when you get to a million bucks, you're at a hundred grand. Yeah, people know what those cars sell for. They they go for a million. They go for one one. No one is gonna. It's not gonna hammer at one 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 two and the guy's happily going to write a check for 110 grand more than those things are trading for and the guy who's selling the car doesn't want you know oh it's sold for a million uh here's your we're gonna back out 50 grand and then here's your you can put on bring a trailer we know what it'll sell for yeah i i don't i don't get the auction anymore and you're right for that car the seller especially going Someone's going to pay one point one million, so I'm either going to pay the auction house a hundred grand and take home a million, or I'm going to bring home one point one million. So why would I just get the extra hundred grand? And also, if it's you're, the same price. If you're <laughs> selling the car and you get to one million, then the bidding stops because that's one one with the premium. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you're the seller. You're just all all you know is you got a million for a car that's one yeah. one. It's it's a you're right. It's a it's a tough argument. So what's I don't think I I think the auctions are good for the you know there's still a place for the auctions. That's the you know, Porsche 917 with Lama history and you know a, estimate inquire kind of price. And yeah. no, nobody knows what that thing is, but a Goldwing, a Ford GT, either old. Or new, uh, meaning you know, oh five, oh six, ninety nine. Uh, sorry, um, nineteen. You know, two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty. Those prices are pretty much locked in. People know what those yeah. prices are. So why are we dealing with the ten percent this way and the five percent that way? Those are easy. Yeah. So it it, it starts to separate the buying habits. I think right when. 
when you go to a Mecom and a Barrett Jackson, uh, there's oftentimes, well, one, there's a passion buy. You're there. The room is hot. It's exciting. People are buying cars. You've been there for a few days. You you could end up picking something up. I think it's great for like a resto mod. Uh, it absolutely. Because yeah. nobody knows what that. 63 Corvette split window that you heavily modified. Nobody knows if that's a buck 25 or 425. Right. And that's an environment, those live auctions, where you do like to see the car, crawl under the car, talk to the builder of the car if you get a chance. A lot of times you do. And uh, and kind of get into it a little bit more. So sometimes there's a deal as well. Right. Right. Now, bring a trailer, it's all things are equal. It's there for a certain amount of days. Everyone has a, a, an opportunity to look at that car, ponder, and and bid. But sometimes things happen quickly at an auction on a on a Thursday morning at 11 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. And you've got, you know, three minutes to make a move on this car. Granted, you found it, you saw it, and, and the room is either hot or not. And then there's the high-end versions of those cars like you're talking about a Porsche 917 and stuff. Now what's been interesting is that we've been talking to during the pandemic, which changed things, right? No real big live events. A lot of the big auction houses were doing online versions of of the sales. And one of the things they learned, and this is probably a little bit of that bring a trailer audience, is they were saying yeah, we've got a lot of old school customers, and now they're buying expensive cars sight unseen. Mm-hmm. And you know, there was a bring a trailer time where we go, oh, no one will buy a car for four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars without ever seeing it. And now it's million dollars all day long, and the big auction companies are going million, two million, three million. You know, people are buying cars for three million dollars and not seeing the car ever, but they're just kind of getting into like what you said is. You want a Gullwing? You pretty much know what you're getting. You want a 275 GTB? And, you know, you kind of know what you're getting. I mean, sure, it's fun to see it in person, but do you have to? Is 100 photos enough? <laughs> yeah, especially digital. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, Ken Block has debuted as Pike's Peak car. Yeah. So but this isn't a, a new Gymkhana car to, to just shoot the video. He's competing and he's going for an overall win in the unlimited class. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got a little uh, pink pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, pink pig that won its class at Le Mans about five years ago. Yeah. Or so we went and saw that car at Goodwood. I think it's the Huna Pegasus. Yeah. The Huna Pegasus. Because it's a Hoonigan. Mm-hmm. And it's Pink Pig. Mm-hmm. And it's the the Pegasus from the the fuel company. Uh-huh. Is <laughs> so, it um is the Pegasus Shell? Yeah. Is that Shell? Uh, is, is it Shell? It's good it's good question. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll uh, is this naturally mobile aspir- one? I'm sorry, it's mobile, mobile one. Yeah, the Pegasus is mobile one. Yeah, really? I'm confused by that. Yeah, yeah, it's mobile. Oh, mobile. Oh, the mobile one got me onto the oil. The Pegasus is mobile gas. Mobile yeah. one is the then the synthetic oil. So this car is probably turbocharged because of the atmosphere yes so it's uh it's a twin turbo four liter uh of course flat six it's making about 1400 horsepower and the car 
should come in at just over 2,200 pounds. Wow. So that thing's going to haul ass. Uh, is there the unlimited class? It seems like there's going to be some electric cars in there these days. Yeah, I would imagine I so. I don't know. Unless electric is a different class. I'm, you know, like an unlimited electric. Right? Probably yeah. a different class. Right. Because we saw, I mean, even years ago, we saw them hauling ass of Goodwood at the hill climb. Yeah. So uh, Pikes Peak is now paved, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. I think the whole thing is paved now. So I think for a while it was all dirt, and then for a while it was partly paved and partly dirt, and I think, and then it's, I think it's all paved now. Unclear why they had to pave it. I kind of like the <laughs> dirt aspect of it, but yeah. it's now paved. And this car is all-wheel drive. So, oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, obviously it's going to have some big sticky a Massive rubber, it. adjustable suspension, um, all sorts of GPS data, aerodynamic aids, like it's just... You know they're going all out. Um, I believe uh, BBI, uh, BBI Autosport built it, and they have quite a bit ex- bit of experience. Um, when is when is Pike Speed? Yeah, that's. I'm trying to find out the date of that. Uh, June 26th, and it'll be the hundredth running of the race. My God. Yeah, June, it's coming up quick. June. 26. It'd be a fun bucket list thing to get out to. Yeah. When is, is that in Colorado? Where Where is Pikes Peak? Yeah, Colorado. Yeah. Colorado. It's funny because we just um, – I, I was just talking to Simon Pagano around the Long Beach Grand Prix time. And I was like, you know, I know you, you drive a lot of things. And, you know, w- what catches your eye? Like what would you do that you haven't really done yet? And he's like, I want to run Pikes Peak. And I want to ride rally cars. I want to drive. Oh, really? I want to race rally cars. Wow! And I was like, both of those sound fun as hell. Like they're just yeah. crazy nuts fun. And he's he's down for both of those. So I, I could see him doing something like that at one point. All right. In uh, more personal news, um, I I am going to do the uh, velocity event that's coming up at Laguna Seca in October. I got to figure that one yeah, out. Yeah, October. Uh, I've not signed up. The deadline passed. I told them I need to figure it out. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I, I, they send me links. I, I pop them on. I, I can't make heads or tails of them. I'm, I, I need some intervention here. Yeah. So I got to sign up for that. We got to sign up. I haven't signed up for Monterey yet. Yeah. Sure that probably probably should. Window is closed. <laughs> but seeing as how they're doing the whole Lamar theme. Hopefully they can uh, sneak me in there, but I got to do that too. So I have I have no idea where to start. So I have to try to At, figure that one out. Now that you mention it, uh, you might want to start thinking about next year because the Ren Sport reunion we we heard was going to be next year, and now we know from Porsche officially October uh, September twenty eighth through October first of twenty twenty three. Oh, okay. At Laguna Seca. Okay, so reunion. <laughs> thank God, because Chris wrote on my paper here, Rensport reunion confirmed for Laguna Seca end of September. Yeah, but it is going to be next year. Put that date in there, man. <laughs> it's it's 2023. I, I know it seems a little crazy to like get excited yeah. about something that's going to be a year no, and a half from now. No, I understand because he, he has Velocity in October. Velocity in October as well. Yeah. And uh, August is Monterey. And I was yeah. like, am I going to be able to get away three times? <laughs> but it's, you know, but now kind of, 
back to sort of the storyline of what you've got going on in the garage, uh, either building the Apple car or rebodying the 935 for a while as the Apple car uh, would make sense for Monterey this year, but especially now for Rensport because we already brought the Hawaiian Tropic version of the car. Yeah. And it won an award and it did very well there. Yeah. Uh, in the, the car show portion of it. And to bring the real Apple car in Apple livery could be pretty exciting. A great way to. Yeah. Was I, ta- I wasn't talking about it on the show. I don't think so. But I talked to Bob Gerritsen, the guy. Yeah. You and I were car, talking about that the other night. Yeah. And owned the car and kind of walked me through the story. Who Bob Gerritsen, I, I did a little dive on him. He's got to be 89 years old now. He wants to drive it in the parade lap. <laughs> Fine, um, but he uh, he he kind of walked me through the some of the history of that car and what yeah. he did with it, and you know how Apple got involved and uh, Steve Jobs Wozniak sort of story, and it, it was all pretty pretty interesting yeah. stuff. But tell us about that because you told me that Jobs wasn't super into it, but Wozniak was more into it. Wozniak had a nine twenty eight. Okay. Which I'm, was probably an automatic. <laughs> Just going to say they had that weird T handle. Yeah. Weird short T handle mm-hmm. auto, automatic thing. Yeah. Uh, Wozniak. So, according to Bob Gerritsen, their shop is seven miles away from Cupertino and Apple. Um, Apple. He serviced Steve Jobs uh, 956, said Steve Jobs didn't really drive it much, but I don't know who does drive a 950, Patrick And Dempsey, the year maybe. that you're talking about, you know, like... 1979, 1980, yeah. probably 1980. Um, late 79, probably. I actually, I didn't ask him, but I'm just assuming it had to be sort of late 79. Um, so it's like Jobs... Was he services nine fifty six? Wozniak had the nine twenty eight, so he'd mess around with the nine twenty eight. But it was more their director of branding or marketing, or you know somebody somebody was in sort of in charge of marketing. Yeah, who kind of came? I guess he gave Jobs a ride there or something to drop him off to get his car or something. Remember those days when people yeah. people had to drop you off to go yeah, pick up your car? Yeah. It was like I gotta pick up my car, give me a ride. It's a big deal. We'll go during the right. lunch break, right? So, so he grabs like his head of marketing. Jobs grabs his head of marketing and says, "Hey, we're a couple miles away during lunch or whatever. Come, yeah, give me a ride." Or who knows? Yeah. Who knows what this guy was planning? But this guy walks in and. Starts talking to Garretson and sees the 935 and says, uh, you know, Garretson's like, why don't you sponsor it, you know, for next year? And Ed Jobs doesn't seem that interested. Maybe Wozniak not that interested, but the marketing guy's interested. And uh, so he kind of pushes it through and it gets painted at the paint shop where they paint all their cars, just the body shop that uh, Garretson mm-hmm. would bring it to. But the marketing guy sketches out, here's what I want it to look like. Here's the scheme. Here's the palette. You know, here's how it's going to be designed. And when you see pictures of the car, you go, oh, yeah, that doesn't look like the guy at the paint shop just sort of put right. stripes so if somebody on somebody at Apple designed the livery of that car. Yeah. And I think he was saying, although, Chris, you can look into this. He was saying that they wanted to display it in sort of the rotunda of the new facility they were building in Cupertino. Now, I don't know if they just finished it in 79 or 80 mm-hmm. or if it was the old facility, but he 
they wanted to to paint it up and then display it there. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I think they did that, and then they went out and raced it for a year, and they had some success um, at certain tracks, just not at Le Mans. Le Mans, they broke a little less than halfway, I think, into mm-hmm. the race. And uh, then the next year, um, Apple pulled out and uh, the Cook Brothers racing, I guess, kind of came in. And then it got painted blue and went into the Red Roof Inn sponsorship and yeah. Cook Brothers. And then that's when Ray Hall and Gerritsen and uh, Redmond drove it to the Daytona win. Yeah, right. Okay. And then he just kept going, and then it came back, and then we painted it again, and then we shipped it to Europe, and then BP did it, and then uh, I think it was Brands Hatch. Remember, I was trying to think of that. It -hmm. it won the Endurance Car World Championship, and he did it at Brands Hatch, where they flew it out there. And then uh, he was telling me about how then they sold it again, and it got switched to a 934 body with a single turbo and then it went on to win Sebring as a 934. And this is kind of interesting conversation. Yeah. It's kind of uh, interesting. Peppered, because- peppered in between the car talk was a lot of, I had a business partner at the time. We were going to take the car and campaign it in 81. He screwed me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> every, every, a lot about, of people get screwed. A lot of people get screwed the back then. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough because we didn't have a digital footprint of yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. I a lot of check ha- my email i remember what you said a lot it's of handshake email. deals and yeah. you know and so it was a lot of guys screwing him yeah. and money falling out and blah 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 yeah it's interesting because now you kind of think that you know maybe garrettson pitched the apple guy on racing and you know maybe jobs or somebody didn't love the idea so he said but we are opening a new campus it'd be cool you know why don't you just why don't you take it and we'll paint it up and i'll design it and we'll put it there and display it and maybe that's what led to the sponsorship maybe there was some some buzz on the campus going that's cool that looks good i like the way that or maybe some media ran with it or something i I wonder if you know the displaying of the car happened before an agreement on the sponsorship i don't know chris can look into the campus part of it uh, yeah, I'm not seeing much about the camps thing. First off, uh, yeah, Garrettson's 89. Uh, so Steve Jobs loved German design mm-hmm. uh, to the point where he would park a BMW motorcycle in the lobby of the Macintosh offices for aesthetic aspirations. Oh, so yeah, maybe that's the lobby of the Macintosh and, offices. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for wh- wherever I heard it, I don't know, but Jobs has always been kind of a Porsche guy. Yeah, so he even tried Porsche design to make over Apple's computers back then in, in the 80s. And then... Um, he ran into Bob Gerritsen because he was getting his 356 worked on at Gerritsen's shop, which is a few miles from Cupertino. And uh, he brought Steve Wozniak with him. They all hit it off, and that's how Apple became a sponsor for Gerritsen's race team. And then uh, became a huge hit at, at uh, all the races. Um, and then once it, I think it was, yeah, once it was at Le Mans, Became an internet. It became more internationally known, which um, and then helped it become the most profitable IPO since Ford when uh, when it went public. So. Yeah, that story took a turn and went from we sponsored a race car to the largest IPO. They're like, wait, we mostly credit the race car. Forget yeah. the computers. Yeah. It's all the race car. <laughs> yeah, it's the race car. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Garrettson's uh, alive and kicking, and, uh, and a now good he wants dude. to drive your car. 
Yeah, well, I think they said uh, they're doing a parade lap. So should we, you know, I think, well, we'll, we'll, can he go along on the parade lap? And I was sort of like, I I don't want to put a deal with a passenger seat. Yeah. Bolting it in and unbolting it or harness or whatever. I don't know what the rules are with the parade lap. Probably not much. I I don't think you need a fire. You don't need a helmet or anything. But um, we've seen enough parade laps at that track where people are just going around and they're dad's corvette you know with the top down mm-hmm. but um but i said i want why don't you drive it yeah what do you say good <laughs> i will <laughs> yeah he's like that's what i was really wanted yeah so <laughs> uh yeah. and it'll be good i mean if so he make comes sure out pass, pass a physical first <laughs> pick his brain a little bit yeah. you know he's he drove that car a lot yeah in a lot of different places and was really could successful spark some memories yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. As soon as he gets out of that car, you gotta have back. Nate stand there with a camera and get a little, little. How was that? Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like get you gotta get him right out of that car. That. Yeah, and yeah. get him with in the car. You know, just Nate's yeah. gonna slap some GoPros on that thing to get the get Garrison in there. You'll never get that again. <laughs> no, he he drove that car in many events all over the world, literally all over the world, and. um you know, he drove it with Ray Hall, and he 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 drove it with um, Redman and many other guys. I think Chris, you could find. I saw some footage once, probably ten years old or so. It was, I think, it was Bob Gerritsen. I think it's Bob Gerritsen driving a nine thirty five at Laguna Seca for the Monterey Historics, and. This sounds familiar. Yeah, and it could be ten years ago, but it could be twenty-five years ago. I don't, I don't know. But it, it'd just be Bob Garrettson, Monterey Historics you driving nine thirty-five. Now there's footage of it, and the thing that's interesting about the footage is he's driving the shit out of the car. Number one, but number two, his hand is on that boost knob, and he's working that boost knob like a speed bag, like the whole. The whole race. Well, we think he is because I don't know if that knob works. Uh, well, not on my car. <laughs> so maybe he was just futzing with it, trying to figure out why the car is slow. <laughs> I think it was Bob Garrettson who was doing. Although this. I want to say, prior to you buying it, somebody else drove it in Goodwood in in Europe because I, I believe when you got the car, it came from there. And was it Redmond or like a Redmond drove? Redmond, yeah, it. yeah, up, up the hill. All right, Chris can look at that or look for that now. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything pop up right what now. What are you typing in? Oh, you're muted. Sorry. No. Oh, Garrett said 935 Historics. Um, Porsche 935 Historics. Just looking at every video that I'm, I'm seeing. Like, mm, Don't. Hmm. So do Bob Garrettson yeah. 935 video, and let's just see what pops up. Maybe it's the historics that's screwing us up. Let me tell you about JB Weld, world's strongest bond brand that DIYers and pros have trusted for over 50 years. We use uh, their epoxies, their super glues, their putty sticks, projects big and small, practically any surface, metal, wood, plastics, glass, ceramics. It's all Mended by JB Weld. And you keep it in your kitchen drawer, your toolbox, keep it with your craft supplies, keep it in the garage. We, it's what I do. I keep it everywhere. I use it all the time. 
When something breaks, fix it, man. Don't throw it in the landfill. Don't be an ugly American. I literally American. just used it. I just got a little bit of leather coming off of a steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Just a little drop, tapped it down, didn't have to touch it again. Like, it was just one of those little tiny things that annoys super you. Super glues. Yeah, they're yeah. super well. Uh, all right. And also the proud o- owner of Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. So if you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner has you covered Available at jbwell.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And proudly made in the U.S. of A. Anything pop up, Chris? Uh, it's still loading, but I have a 1981 Daytona 24 hours with a 935K3. Well, that would be him driving that car to victory for for sure but there wouldn't be it wouldn't that's not the vintage race no it wouldn't be the in in car footage they wouldn't have any in car back then and all the in car stuff is so nice now yeah you know (laughs) f1 whatever indie i mean yeah i because it's funny because we keep when you know when you do all the when you're doing the documentaries and we're pulling footage of the old movies and you're like, how did they do these movies back in the day? And then you you cut to some other footage of them filming the race car, and it's some cameraman duct taped to the hood of a car with a camera f- facing the driver. And he's like g- glued to the hood with like a leather cap for a helmet. And you're like, that's how they did in car footage back then. If you wanted in the, uh, pictures yeah. of yourself, you duct tape a cameraman to the hood. I think famously. <laughs> When they filmed Le Mans and they're trying to film the 917s, they took a Ford GT40 and cut the roof off it and made that into the camera rig. You know, they needed something fast, yeah, but also something that was you could cut the roof off of in 69 because you were done with the Ford GT. Yeah. And that Ford GT was a 66 or something, no more. No more Lamar for I, that car. I, mean, I guess you could just take the passenger door off, and there's kind of a hole in the roof. And yeah, then, you know. Yeah, just you're take right. The door off, and but, you got yeah room. But and- I, <laughs> I, I, I think, and there's probably pictures of it. They cut the roof, yeah, off that car. All right, Chris. It's if you can't find it, you can't find it. I'm wondering where I saw it. It was, it was probably. There was probably some doc, you know, some footage or whatever. I I do definitely. Well, did Garretson run? Is there any Garretson running Monterey historics? I guess. See if you can find uh, any of that. Uh, What else going on? Well, I wanted to touch on the Nissan Z. Uh, I haven't driven it yet, but they just did uh, uh, kind of a press event, driving event. And, uh, you know, the reviews are in. It's it's just a fun uh, sports car that we expected. Uh, it's going to come in around 3,600 pounds. It's going to have a manual or an automatic uh, rear-wheel drive. Uh, the 3-liter uh, twin-turbo twin turbo V6, 400 horsepower, 350 pound-feet of torque. The manual's a 6-speed. Uh, the automatic's a 9-speed. And it starts at about forty thousand bucks and kind of works its way up to uh, to you know fifty something thousand. I wonder if a manual's cheaper or more expensive now. In this car, they made it exactly the same. Oh, interesting. So you buy like the base model or the or the sport model, same price. They're gonna uh, do a Nismo version of it. So they have um, 
they have these three versions that are out, but one of them is kind of a, a trim and paint package, and it's limited to, I think, 240 uh, examples. But it stands to reason there's going to be a Nismo at some point, some sort mm-hmm. of hotter version of this. And uh, But they didn't announce it yet. They're just getting this thing out there. It it comes in a little less expensive than the Toyota Supra, obviously a little bit more than uh, than the Toyota, you know, the 86. And it kind of fits this nice Wait, little... Toyota 86? The, the uh, like, the and the BRZ, you know, the... Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Well, that... Because it's not a... Yeah, that thing's pretty gutless. Right, but the new version's a little faster. They just came out with a new a version. supercharger on that thing, maybe... Supercharger, maybe, on the new one, the I, BRZ. Yeah, I don't think it has a You think it's naturally aspirated? Yeah, but I just think it's a little bit more displacement, picked up some horsepower. Huh. I'll have to check that check out. Check on sure, that. Because I, I haven't I, been reading much. They weren't getting much it. out of that the way it was. Yeah. I, I can't believe they got anywhere near 300. No, no, no. It might have went from like 2 to 250. It still seems tough. Naturally aspirated, but you can you can uh, check that. Yeah, we'll look that up in a second. But you know, this car, you and I have seen the car, the Proto, mm-hmm. a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still based off of the three seventy Z architecture, but uh, a lot of refinement on the interior, the suspension. Um, you know, it 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 rides great, handles great. And they're really kind of pushing the limit of that base architecture as much as they can to the point where it does feel apparently the consensus, you know, we still haven't driven it, is it's is very much feels like an entirely new car as you can possibly get on on that existing platform. And I, I think it looks good. Yeah, I do you too. Know? It's a it's a it's a lot of car for that price. Yeah. And it's fun and it's kind of back to the you know, no better time to be poorish. I've said a million, million times. Uh, you know, if if you're a school teacher or a dental hygienist or a garbage man, that car's in your range. It's not cheap for you, yeah. but you could you could buy one, and you could be driving a car that would whoop up on any Ferrari from the '90s, just about, or just about. It's about almost any Porsche from the 80s, early 90s, or Corvette, or whatever. You know, you could be driving a car that was all the car you needed, fun for track days, blah, 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 for a reasonable price. In the the low 40s, and, you know, it's 0 to 60 in the, you know, low to mid four-second range, and just a great car to throw around and comfortable enough to drive. And probably pretty unbreakable and super reliable. You know, people forget... When you decided to buy a sports car back in the day, you know it could have been an Austin Healey, it could have been a, it could have been a Triumph TR8, could have been a Ferrari, could have been a Porsche. Not so much with Porsche, but a <laughs> lot of cars. You you had to deal a Jaguar. You had to deal with finicky. Yeah, I mean there there was uh, uh, don't count on that thing starting every day. Right, it was yeah. a big it was a big trade off. Uh, Jaguar, Lotus. Yeah, you <laughs> you could buy yourself a Toyota Corolla shitbox, and that would run just fine. But yeah. you want something exotic? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a thing. 
it's gonna. It was a lot of like, where's the Testarossa? It's uh, it's it's in, in Enrico's. It's been there for seven weeks. They're waiting for a gasket. You yeah. know, like you don't plan on driving that car every day. Right now, drive it every day. Drive it every day, and it's a great sports car. It's a, it's a great like traditional throwback sports car. Lightweight manual transmission. You know, rear wheel drive. It's yeah, fun. Good architecture. The, the Toyota GR86, by the way, 228 horsepower now, and it is still. I knew they didn't get the 250 without it's, bolting something on. It's the uh, 2.4 liter. So they bumped horse. it up. Yeah. They still haven't made it to 230. I listen. I drove that car, not that car, but I drove the race version or whatever. It, it's just, it's kind of gutless. I mean, you yeah. you. You drop it into second gear and you just plant your right foot and you just read a book. But like it, it took a long time to get right. up there. But it's it's but it handled. And you can throw it around. Right. And if you want to strap on a supercharger and get three hundred horsepower out of it, now that's a fun little kind of Miata beater at I mean, that point. Lightweight, good balance, uh, yep. good momentum car. Just to hammer drive. it down and just go full speed just, to just the turns. Just need the, needed the horsepower. <laughs> yeah. All right, but Chris, any, uh, any luck? No. Did Garrettson drive? He must have driven I'm not even Monterey. seeing. Oh, sorry. Hmm. I'm not even seeing him, like any anything about him hmm. driving. Maybe it was Redmond then, because that. Redmond did drive the car in Europe. And maybe that's the story I'm thinking of, is Redmond doing the hill. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Matt and Chris, but I'm not talking about Garrison driving my car, which I don't think you're looking for. No, I'm, still do- I'm just doing 935. Yeah, right. He, I'm talking about him being in, like, the Saks car or one of his yeah. other things Did Garrison drive any car not, in, in a historic hmm. race? I'm, see- I'm not seeing that. Get the old man on the phone. I'll, yeah. I'll get him on the blog. <laughs> get him on the Better blog. Better than the internet. Bye, <laughs> Bob Sharp. Bob Sharp. <laughs> All right. Uh, Huntington Beach Sea Legs coming up uh, this. Oh, tonight. No, tonight. Yeah. Jay uh, Chandrasankar. Did I say that right? Yeah. Chandrasankar. Yeah. He's, he's good. He's funny. He's good. Super yeah. troopers. Yeah. Yeah. Just, funny guy. Denver, you can come on out. I'll be at the Comedy Works South. That'll be June 24th and 25th. And also on the 23rd, I'll be at the uh, TOS Con. I'll be speaking at the conference. Use Corolla. And uh, get 15% off your uh, purchase there. Uh, what do you got, Motorator? Uh, just give us a follow on uh, on social media at Motorator, and we'll keep you up to date. So, till next time, Adam Crow for Matt, the Motorator. DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. 
Stream the biggest movies and TV shows for free on Pluto TV. Watch movies like Titanic and G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, plus TV shows like CSI and Star Trek The Next Generation. Starting this month, check out the 24-7 Stargate channel exclusively on Pluto TV, plus hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows absolutely free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today.